Everybody and welcome to Tales from the Fog. I'm your host, Casey, and with me, as always, is the amazing and wonderful Veronica. Hi, everybody. And with us today, we have our favorite guest, Rick West. Oh, How are you doing? That's so nice. Thank you, guys. It's good to be here. Good, good to, to see you guys. guys. Yeah. With no masks on. Yeah. No masks, but... But we are sitting half a mile apart from each other still. We are. So. Still. But we're... Almost three, all of us are entirely three quarters, three We're getting quarters there. vaccinated. I'm vaccinated. I got my J&J one and done, so I'm I'm good to go. Yep, yeah, I've got my two. My appointment's tomorrow. Awesome. From when we were recording. There you go, <laughs> right. Uh, so, I guess the, the reason why we have Rick West on here is to talk about Midsummer Scream. But before we get into all that, I just wanted to... Thank our fans for sticking it out. It's been a while since we recorded a podcast, and we haven't even said really what was going on and why it was taking us so long, but uh, we did a bunch of podcasts during COVID, you know, Zoom calls and all that kind of stuff, and I had a medical issue where my back was, like, hurting really bad, and I wasn't sleeping and all that stuff, and it turns out I had a tumor in my back. Uh, so I just had it removed, uh, and I got my stitches out about two weeks ago and everything's fine. It wasn't a bad tumor. It was just, uh, something that was in there, hurt it, hitting my nerves and stuff that was causing me all these issues. And then obviously once you have stitches in your back and you've been cut open, you can't sleep because they're, you know, there's only wow, so many positions yeah. you can get into to yeah, get comfortable. Dude. So I finally, the past couple of days had a really good night's sleep. <laughs> Wow. But it's been, I haven't had a really good night's sleep in seven or eight months, something like that. It's been, it's been a while. Oh, dude. Well, yeah. I'm glad everything's good now, right? Yeah. 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 That's, that's really good, dude. That's, that's crazy. And that's scary. Like that's scary business, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, like you needed anything else other than COVID, right? Exactly. It's like, please, yeah. there's more room on my plate. Let's throw a tumor on there. And it's it's especially scary. Like I went and had it checked out and she was like, then my doctor, because I went to my general doctor and she's like, uh, I'm going to schedule you for surgery. And then they called me and they were like, how about tomorrow? Shit. <laughs> and that's like never like, that's a scary thing. Yeah, like, why are they it pushing is. it so yeah, fast? Yeah, yeah. yeah of um, course. But yeah. Dude. Ended up, ended up being nothing really other than some kind of weird tumor. I guess it's a genetic thing. And uh, and after I found out what it was, it turns out my uncles had them and my mom has had them. So it is just a genetic thing that some cells decide to go rogue and, and create a tumor. Wow. Well, they were bored during COVID, too. Yeah. So, you know, they figured, <laughs> what are we going to do? I don't know, dude. What do you want to do? Yeah. Tumor! So, yeah, no, dude. But seriously, all joking aside, that's I'm glad that everything's good now. And wow, that's mm -hmm. intense. Yeah, it was it was a scary few yeah. few months. Yeah, of course. <laughs> That's gnarly, man. Yeah. Well, welcome back to the the podcast sphere. Yeah, it's been it's it's nice to get back. Yeah. So um we have news. 
Yeah, dude, it's like the worst deja vu. <laughs> I know. It really sucked. This is like the worst deja vu ever. Because um, here we are a year later and Midsummer, just uh, in the last 24 hours as we're recording this, has announced that we have had to cancel again no. this year. Yeah, we've canceled and, and rescheduled for next year and, and made another announcement. But uh, yeah, it just... Um, you know, dude, what are you going to say? It's it's something that, uh, well, it's something that never in a million years, like when, when all this stuff was like happening and yeah. it was like, we were still at this point last year, we were kind of like, well, you know, it'll probably be okay by the end of summer ish or, you know, whatever. And we were a little concerned about like the Halloween season. Cause you know, if it was, if it was serious enough to cancel like Comic-Con and then midsummer and all this stuff, yeah. then well, you know, these parks are going to have problems. Then the parks started canceling their stuff and it became the thing, right? Yeah. The, the year that never was for any of us. And, but we even like last year when we canceled, we thought we being the midsummer team, we thought that it was a good thing that we were able to say, but we're coming back earlier than ever next year in the beginning of July. Yeah. We never would have dreamt that that would be an issue, a problem. Well, I mean, my God, I mean, the past the past couple months is this has been becoming more and more apparent that we're in hot water still here. It's it's one of those things where we're like. Dude, we would give our eye teeth at this point to have like booked the end of August. Yeah, you know, for for midsummer, um, and and we can talk about that a little bit too. But I mean, we just um, we were locked in, and just there there was no wiggle room at all. There was mm -hmm. no wiggle room. People people have said, and and people people are very disappointed when we cancel. I, I get it, and they 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 are trying to be helpful, or sometimes they're just having tantrums like we all have i have tantrums yeah <laughs> and they say well they should just do this and they should just it's like you have to believe me when i tell you the four of us running midsummer we have run through every scenario we've stayed up endless nights staring at our ceilings worrying about every possible stone that folks are saying we should have overturned right mm -hmm. and it's not as simple as just oh well we'll just plop pick it up and plop it down at the end of the year Everything that's being canceled at Long Beach from the beginning of this year now on, and now we're in the fourth month, Yeah, they are the ones that get first dibs at rescheduling later in the year. So now that it comes time for midsummer to be canceled, guess what? There's, not, there's nothing left. Yeah. We take the entire convention center. And so it just isn't like, well, just take your pick of a weekend. No, you got to have the entire convention center. And so being one of the largest shows that they have in Long Beach now, we don't have that luxury. So it just was one of those things where then the discussion was, well, do we do we look somewhere else maybe? And none of us really wanted to do that. Um, now, granted, on any given year, on any given year, we do look at our different options because people are – People may be under the impression that we are like this ongoing, just like slide from year to year with Long Beach. And that's not the case. Every year we have to, you know, go back and forth about cost and, 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 and the logistics of the convention. And we have to like find, we have to find, they don't hold dates for us. And so it's not as simple as like, oh, well, they've already got it worked out. They, I'm sure they can find. No, it's, it's not like that at all. So we always keep our options open. We look at different locations and we always have like a plan A, plan B scenario you know if something you know 
happens at Long Beach and the convention center burns down, you know, we already know where we would probably go then, you know, next. Yeah. So we always have contingencies, right? But dude, you just never, you never in a million years would have thought this thing would wipe us out, you know, a second year in a row. And so really the past two months where we've really had these really intense conversations and not, not intense being like arguing amongst ourselves, but just intense, like, can't believe we're looking down the barrel again. The stakes are high. And yeah. Yes, you know, and it's just, and, and for, uh, for a con the size of ours uh, to cancel two years in a row, business-wise, that's really detrimental to us as a business. And it's detrimental financially. It's detrimental uh, forward momentum-wise and growth-wise. And it's just... Um, Beyond that, it's, I think, just a big gut punch that this community didn't need. And the disappointment, obviously, we knew would be palpable when we told people that we couldn't do this. And we just, boy, it's really hard because it seems like every day now, oh, we're opening the economy next month. Yeah. The economy is going to fully open in June now. And it's just like we are so close, but time is not on our side. Time's yeah. not on our side, and people are like, "Well, you put the first show together in just a few months. Why can't you do that again?" Well, we were one third the size of what we are now, and so it's not as simple as just, "Oh, we can just fill up a hall with stuff." Or mm -hmm. it's the entire convention center. It's really it's an eighteenth month pro eighteen month process to do midsummer, and so it's not a matter of, "Oh, we'll just throw something together," because at this point, if we did that everybody would know that we just threw something together and that's a no-go. And so I made it very, you know, I made it very clear to David Markland early on that unless we could have a 100% guarantee that we could do the show that we wanted to do and not have any restrictions on us, capacity, you know, anything like that, unless we couldn't, unless we could have that guarantee, that's a non-starter for me. Yeah, because whenever we do do the next show, it's going to be our fifth anniversary. And I told the team, I never, never want to see Midsummer in a position where one person walks out of the building going, well, they did the best they could. Mm -hmm. yeah. We've yeah. all come too far. and We've worked our asses off. We've worked too hard, frankly, to deliver anything but a mind blowing show year after year. And so I, I, early on, like I, the past couple of months, I've been like, I, I don't think we can have our show. I just don't. And the team has been really optimistic. And last year we were optimistic too, up until the very end when mm -hmm. we had our come to Jesus, you know, but this year it's actually been more complicated and, and in a way is a lot harder. Because, I was going to ask you that because yeah, it's a lot harder. The, the light at the end of the tunnel is just dangling it's right there, right in front of everybody. It's right there. Yeah. But then again, we don't know that. That's if we're true. on the current trajectory, sure. I mean, President Biden says, you know, you'd probably be able to have Fourth of July with your friends and family. And that's that's awesome. And I really think that if we remain on that trajectory, then we're looking at a normal Halloween season. Definitely yeah. a, a great ho uh, holiday season. And then 2022 being, you know, normal mm -hmm. again. Uh, if we have some weird freaking spike or whatever and, and or some you know, mutation, we just don't know. Right. <laughs> yeah. So imagine if we said, well, we're going to take the gamble and we're going to go ahead with midsummer. And then two weeks before midsummer starts, they say, oh, well, you can only have 30% of the people. In yeah. There. Dude, that would just destroy us as a company, you know? So it, it's just, 
you have to err on the side of caution. You also, even though needles are going into arms, you also have to really look out for the well-being of your guests and, and our community. And you just kind of, no matter how bad it hurts, and believe me, it really, really freaking hurts this time. Mm-hmm. You just, you, you have to just step back and, and, and see the big picture and say, you know, if, if, we, if we do something in haste and blow it, this time around, there may not be a next time. Yeah. And that that's how conventions work. I mean, the success of this year um, tells us that we can go forward next year. If we have a really shitty year, we, we really blow it somehow one year, it's, it's really financially rough yeah. to recover from that because we don't have seed investors. We don't have multi-million dollar companies behind us backing us, you know. Mm-hmm. It's just us, the four of us doing our thing. And so... You, it just was very apparent that we, we nobody can give that like nobody's nobody's going to go out of their way and stick their neck stuck their neck out and say we're going to give you a hundred percent guarantee because they can't. Mm-hmm. We don't yeah. know what's going to happen tomorrow, let alone five months from now or whatever, right? So it just was apparent, and it just sucks. And we really waited until the last minute. Then a week ago, we we had an in person lunch, uh, and just you know we just did the thing. It just sat around the table and like looked at each other and said, yep, here we are again. And God damn it. It just, it sucks and it hurts. It really hurts. This has been a rough past year for everybody. And um, it was a weird conversation because it was half well shit. And then the other half, we really are excited about season screamings this year, which we will talk about and that we announced. So it was yeah. kind of a, a weird, you know, bipolar experience <laughs> to say, yeah. We have to uh, we have to put midsummer on ice again, but we're going to do this thing at Christmas time, and so we are looking looking very forward to that. And and we made our announcement, and everybody is super bummed about midsummer, but at the same time, in the same breath, everybody's like jumping up and down, really excited about yeah. season screen. I'm really excited for it too, and it's a return to the Pasadena Convention Center. Yeah, yeah. So season cool. screamings. I'm gonna. I got to pull up my notes just because I don't, this stuff is also new. I don't want to blow anything. Um, So season screamings, we've done that two years, not last year because last year didn't exist, (laughs) Uh, but we did it two years, 18 and 19 at Sweet Hollywood. And they were a great partner. And it was just, it was frankly, it was easy. We pulled some of our vendors and we sprinkled them throughout the the sweet candy shop. It was a very large candy shop in the uh, Hollywood and Highland complex Mm -hmm. in Hollywood. And, and so people got loaded up on spooky vendor stuff and sugar, you know, and candy all day. And it was, and it was, it was a lot of fun. Uh, The second year, which was 19, it was very successful. And it was also very apparent to us that we had already completely outgrown. You know, we'd completely outgrown Sweet. And we also knew that Sweet was uh, ending its lease in Hollywood. So at that point, we were like, well, we're going to have to figure something out for next year. Yeah. Well, next year never happened, but here we are now. And knowing that we weren't going to be able to do Midsummer, the discussion really shifted to, all right, now is the time the universe has told us it's time to really, really take season screamings to the next level. And so, see, everybody's excited. (laughs) And so that's what we're going to do. So on December 17th through 19th, we are going to return to the Pasadena Convention Center 
and it's going to be just a fantastic weekend of just spooky vendors and artisans we're going to have live entertainment we're going to have uh some sort of stage at this point don't know how many it's going to seat. don't know exactly what we're going to do as far as entertainment or panel presentations it's that new uh we have ideas that we're rolling around but the one thing that midsummer fans are going to be really excited about and very familiar with is we're going to have an entire hall that is dark with haunted attractions oh, and Christmas-themed, yeah. really spooky, you know, uh, photo ops and displays. And so it basically, for for a lack of better term, I mean, it's like mini Midsummer is what awesome. it's going to We're going to bring our brand to Pasadena. Now, they're very excited that we're coming back because back in the day when we were at the helm of Scarolay, that's where we had year three. Yeah. of Scarolay was the Pasadena Convention Center. And they were great to work with and they loved having us there. And then when we became Midsummer, we were too big already for Pasadena. So that's why we didn't return there. We love that venue. Mm-hmm. And everybody loves going to Pasadena. It's a really cool place to have a convention. We just outgrew it. Like, we, we it's just, it wasn't. For something like this, though, a dark Christmas market, mm-hmm. it's perfect. So they're excited. We're excited. Fans are excited. And uh, we're going to have a fantastic uh, spooky get together with everybody in December, and we can't wait. So, uh, question: Will Krampus yeah. be involved? How could Krampus not be involved? All right, that's the right. Right. Lesson. I mean, if you're going to have a Christmas <laughs> event, you're going to have Santa Claus, and if the Midsummer peeps are all coming together, you know, there's got to be a Krampus or two, right? Well, there for sure is because Krampus shows up at Midsummer Scream. There's yeah. that's true. multiple guests who come in with the Krampus outfit on. So. Yeah, so I think it's going to be great, and of course, I mean, it's a no-brainer. And I, I would say Krampus, and you know, I haven't really done my research into it, but I'm sure there's all sorts of really twisted dark christmas spirit thingies that can yeah. be explored also so if there isn't yeah. a yeti i'm going to be disappointed i i think there may be a yeti as well why wouldn't there be right good so <laughs> it's it, again it's one of those things where it is yes going to be um very much the midsummer brand and of course you know we have the black cat logo with the santa hat all that stuff people love that very much um and it's going to have their same aesthetic which is the vintage halloweeny type look awesome. um and it's just going to be spooky christmas overlay and uh so i think that uh it, it's great because certainly we're not the first to, to ever have a convention like that you know in in the holiday season but we have a very special brand that people really love and i i think that they're going to be so excited to get back together as the midsummer community you yes. know at the end of this year that that really i think softened the blow of not having midsummer this year and uh and it really it made us feel better too and it actually is very exciting to us because like you know now that we're going into you know eventually our fifth anniversary show for midsummer we have the template we have the template figured out we know we need to have x amount of panels we need to have x amount of classes we're going to have the hall of shadows how many haunters are we going to cram in there this year we're going to have the decade brigade come out we're going to have live entertainment we're going to have the party on saturday we know everything that we need to plug and play. Yeah. With this, we kind of know what we're going to we're going to have vendors. We know we're going to have some sort of stage. We know we're going to have some darkened hall. We don't know exactly how many haunters at this point or what they're going to do. Um, it's kind of fun because we do have kind of a blank canvas that we get to play a little bit mm-hmm. with. And so it is fun to go back kind of to scratch and create something brand new. 
brand new but very familiar still, which I think yeah. is going to be the key to the what I think. Without trying to sound like you know full of myself or you know full of it, I think it's going to be very successful because we we have proven that we put on a good show and we we know what we're doing and i think that the community has been so beautiful and so you know supportive of us they're just going to be chomping at the bit to come support and hang out with one another and just have a really great weekend in yeah. pasadena well, so the, the yeah. thing about doing it at christmas time is yeah. you ask a lot of haunters what's your second favorite holiday they're going to tell of you course. it's christmas oh of yeah of course it is yeah, no, it, no brainer at all. And one of the, one of the early, you know, David David had some reservations, thinking, well, people are going to be going out of town. And I said, dude, you got to remember, this is California. People that live here, they're going to have family coming into town. You know, n- not everybody's excited to jump in the plane and fly to Ohio or Kentucky for, <laughs> for but everybody's going to be wanting to come. They're going to come out here. They're going to go to Disneyland. It's going to be reopened, you know, by yeah. then for the holidays. Knott's Berry Farm. You got a lot of people coming into the L.A. area. Oh, yeah. So, no. And in this community, please, this community is so ready to support and to come out and just be together again. I, I think it's going to be wall-to-wall, as much as we can be, uh, <laughs> wall-to-wall with, with very excited, just wonderful, wonderful people at and the show. Have you guys announced when tickets will be going on sale? We haven't. Um it will be obviously later this year. It can't be next yeah. year. So it's going to be later this year. Um, probably sooner than later would be the guess. But we really, we just aren't into like putting tickets on sale until we have like really good media information that we can give you guys. Like we're going to have X amount of vendors. We're going to have X amount of widgets in the, you know, the hall of whatever we're going to call it. You know, mm-hmm. we want to be able to give you guys information before we say, okay, now spend the money and buy tickets. And then we're going to tell you what you're in for. We just don't do it that way. We never have done it and we won't do it that way. So once we start rolling out information, I would say that the tickets would be uh, right on the heels of that. Yeah. Awesome. And then probably later this year, we will maybe at the same time or, or very close to that also start selling tickets for midsummer 22. Um, because everybody that had tickets for this year, that rolls over automatically to next year. Mm-hmm. And we are giving refunds if people need them. We understand yeah. times are tough for people, but we are encouraging people if they can just hang on to them because they're already good. Whether it's GA or it's gold bat or whatever it is, that's already good for next year. Nice. And that's going to be without any cost increase to them. It's nothing. They're already good to go. So, uh, you know, as soon as we can start selling tickets to both, I, I think we will. And that probably, I mean, we haven't given the look for sure about Midsummer 22 as far as like when those sales, usually our ticket sales for Midsummer start like February, March. But it's like everybody knows it's coming and we did yeah. announce the dates. The new dates are going to be July 29th through 31st in Long Beach Convention Center. That's next year for Midsummer Scream and uh, our fifth anniversary show. And so, I mean, people already know. People already have their tickets for the past two years for Midsummer <laughs> Scream. So yeah. there, there's really no point in holding ticket sales until, I mean, everybody knows it's coming eventually. Yeah. So, hey, if we can start selling tickets, why not? So I have a question for yeah. you for the, from the design standpoint. So you said that you have kind of your template. The Midsummer yeah. Scream is, is kind of plug and play. Yeah. So you've been given this opportunity to design something brand new. Yeah. What um, have you taken from Midsummer Scream development? And then what kind of stuff are you kind of creating specifically for this new thing? Well, every new venue has its challenges, right? And so um, 
I can say that just just um, from a design purely design point of view, uh, this should be. <laughs> say should I'm going to completely <laughs> jinx the whole thing, but it, it should be more smooth sailing for us than putting on something the scale, the scale and scope of Midsummer. The footprint that we have right now, which is the whole of the indoor area of, of Pasadena Convention Center, um, is about the size of our Hall of Shadows at Midsummer. There's perspective. So yeah. yeah, so it's not a matter of like, holy shit, how are we going to fill this up? It's more like. How are we gonna fit oh, everybody man. in? Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's suddenly it's it's suddenly it's gonna be like Felix's, you know, magic bag. Right? <laughs> Everything fits in it. But uh, so that's that's the challenge is figuring out how to get all the good stuff we want to do inside this footprint. Um, there are there are just different opportunities there because the buildings are shaped different, the rooms are different. Um, yeah, it's just we we knew right away. Well, obviously, if you're going to have a convention or a show or what, you got to have vendors. So that's yeah. you're going to have vendors, um, and David's already handling that, and the response has been immediate and just like through the roof for that. So we won't have any shortage of cool stuff for you guys to get. Nice. Um, and the haunters, man. That when I when I first started talking about this with. Um, I, I really, I kind of broached the subject with the Hollow Shadows people that we were working with for this year. And I said, hey, we're thinking about doing a thing at Christmas. And like, I didn't even finish the sentence. And it's like, everybody's hand went up. and was like, <laughs> I, you know, so yeah. we will have no shortage of great haunts and haunters and displays and all that too. Um, it's just a matter of how all this stuff works, where we put it, what we name things. And so that's kind of the, that's where we have a little wiggle room, right? Yeah. And so that's that's what we do. But, I mean, conventions are pretty standard, right? You got vendors. You got a show floor. You've got a stage or two. You've got, you know. Panels. Yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah. So, yeah, it's all kind of set in stone that way. But we like to put our own spin on it. And we have a little, you know, some ideas and some prizes. And, you know, it, it'll, it'll be fun. It'll be, a, it'll be a good time. Will there be the Saturday Night Gala type vibe for I that? don't know. To be honest, this is like so new. Uh, we've we've talked about this, and uh, we just we just don't know. Uh, you know that time of year, uh, we realize. And so the dates again. It's it's the weekend before. It's the seventeenth through nineteenth. I turned my notes off. It's the seventeenth through the nineteenth, and that's the weekend before Christmas. So once people have done the show. They may want to go out and do things, you know, with their family yeah. or what. That is the last weekend before Christmas. So, and we recognize that. Us too. We have things that we want to do with, with our loved ones and all that. So, uh, not sure. We really, we, we've talked about it. And it's not a no, but it's not a yes. Mm -hmm. So, we're just uh, going to have to wait and see. Nice. That sounds like a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. It's going to be great. It, yeah. It's And we're... We are so busy and it's so, in a positive way, it's it's crazy tense when we're doing Midsummer, And we've talked about this before. For for the four of us, it just goes by like a blur. Yeah. And the way that I experience Midsummer is in the weeks and months afterwards watching on YouTube. Everybody's, you know, whatever they do. Um, this, I think, will be much more enjoyable. I mean, just to be able to open the doors and... Watch everybody coming in and then just get to walk around the show floor and just do what we're going to do. It's I think it's going to be just a really nice. I think it's nice going to be weekend. more like a family reunion type of feeling. It's going to be great. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be a lot of fun. And there, we, you know, obviously 
We never let our guards down and we never rest on our laurels. But we are looking forward to not being just like batshit crazy, you know, during the entire show and being able to just take it all in, which is a luxury we really don't have. You know, when we do Midsummer Screen, we don't have that luxury because we are so busy and so in the zone of making sure that everybody else is having a really good time and that everything is going off without a hitch. Mm-hmm. We're very we're, we're very prideful of that. And, and we think that we do do a good job at that. So that's our laser focus And this. Yes, we're laser focused, but there's a la- <laughs> laser focus, but we're going to be able to like actually breathe and look around and, and, and really kind of enjoy the moment. Do It'll be important to us. Yeah. Do you think, do you foresee it happening every Christmas? Yeah, I think so. I mean, that's, that's the object. This is, I don't think this is a one and done. We, this will be our third season screamings. So that's not new. And uh, this is obviously the first time we've taken it from, hey, here's some vendors to put in your candy store to we're going to actually make a Christmas horror convention out of this. Nice. Um, So no, I I think that the, uh, I think that the, the blueprint for this is we do this. We, we see what works. We see what doesn't work. Hopefully everything works. <laughs> and um, we, knowing us, we probably grow it. We grow yeah. it to the point where we want to grow it. Mm-hmm. You know, does that mean that it becomes the December midsummer scream at some point? I don't know. I don't know that we'd be opposed to that. I don't think the community would be opposed to that. But I think there is a certain charm of having a smaller event Yeah, that's bite-sized, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's cool. Like when you go trick-or-treating and you get like the like the full-size Snickers, and you're like, dude, this is like the best house all night. But sometimes you just like want a couple little like fun well, bites, this is right? Like, uh, what you want they, a few little things. What do they call it? After Burning Man, they come back to LA and they have all the- Decom. Yeah. See? LA Decom. You yeah. come back from Burning Man. You're like, okay, I want to see all my friends I met at Burning Man, yes. but I don't want it to be a big thing. Exactly. And they all come and hang out. So it's kind of like that. It's going to be yes. a big Halloween season and then like a little decommission in uh, December. See, like yeah. Midsummer Scream obviously is so many people. It's like, their favorite weekend of the year, right? It's like, mm-hmm. it's awesome. But it's like boot camp. Like you, you on the other end of that, you're just like, oh my God, I'm so tired. I want to just die, you know, type of thing. <laughs> so it, it's it's one of those things where it'll be nice in December just to have something where everybody can just kind of hang out. Yeah. Right? You're not like constantly, hey, oh my God, I haven't seen you in three years because of fucking COVID, but I got to go. There's a panel starting. I got to go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There won't be any of that really. So it'd be almost like, oh my God, how are you? I haven't seen you in so long. And really that kind of community coming together again. And we're so excited about that. Mm-hmm. We're excited to be able to do that with people that we haven't seen. So I have a, a, a booth idea, something that somebody, whoever, if somebody has a booth okay. and they want to add okay. an extra a plus their booth up. Okay. Or if somebody's listening and wants to do it, I'm not going to do it because I'm terrible at it. But it's Christmas time. If I could buy something for Veronica for Christmas and then walk over to, say, a gift wrapping booth, who would then wrap it in maybe a coffin-shaped box? Wow, how cool would that, that be? That would be pretty awesome. You know, we And I would pay five, ten dollars for cool someone to wrap be? someone coffin to wrap boxes. it up for me. Yeah. So we know two people who can do yeah. this. We've got Trey, who's a woodworker, and then Steve Warmbier. Yeah. yeah. Dude. Among the, the dozens so, others so in yeah. the community. That's a great idea. That's if anybody really wants to add that as an extra to their booth where you can just bring something and have it wrapped up, or if they want to do it as a booth in and of itself. Dude, that's a great idea. I would totally pay for that extra 
thing because, Man. you know, it's Christmas time. You want to get stuff wrapped up. That is a fantastic idea. Maybe some really cool, spooky Christmas Oh, yeah. They got all wrap. kinds of great, like, now, spider see, wedge cleverly yet flippantly threw that out. You just pissed away a $5 million company right there. Because somebody Maybe. listening going, oh, Maybe. my God. I'm doing that. But it see? might exist. I mean, Etsy's a thing. It, it I don't might know. already I don't know. See, now I'm like, now I want to Google coffin-shaped boxes and <laughs> Christmas wrapping. Yeah. I, is there a lot of horror Christmas wrapping? Yeah. There's well, got to be well, some, there's but Halloween, not a lot. There's Halloween wrapping paper. No, but what about Christmas where it looks so like Holly, be. but they're little spiders? Yeah, they're like fr- stuff, mon- right? I'm sure there has to be. dressed up as a Santa Claus there or something. has like to be. That. Well, we'll see. Because people you have think. Halloween Christmas trees now, right? But the Nightmare yes. Before Christmas exists, so yeah. the... the, the, the you know, the mush has happened before, yeah. but it's it's the coffin-shaped box and the special wrapping at the place. How that's cool the would that be? That would be awesome. Wow. It would be such a good uh, service to have at that's the event. That's pretty rad. Yeah. No, that's, that's, that's awesome. <laughs> that's really good idea. Already excited. And we're how many months out now? There's now so many great ideas. Now we got to wait. But like photo booths, like could you imagine what like what like uh, Dave Starbuck does on a booth? Like all the cool things that you can build, what um, yeah. uh, Johnny Plague can come up with as far as like a photo op. Well, There's so we, many cool things you can do. One of the things that we are discussing with the Haunters is, um, you know, even though we are planning to have no restrictions as far as circulation and, and that type of thing, we're still going to be very cognizant of that. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I've said it, I don't remember whether we've talked about it on this podcast or not but i have said that there is no way that any of us makes it out of this without some sort of ptsd and so i i think that uh we're all for a while going to be kind of ooky with like too many people or yeah. being you know back to back to back in 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 a maze or you know that mm-hmm. type of thing so we we are discussing amongst ourselves and we are discussing with our haunters uh, you know, maybe maybe the time for displays as opposed to full blown walk through mazes or photo ops versus something people are going to have to queue up and wait thirty minutes for. You know, yeah. so we are we're we're being very aware of that, and and I'll say right now we we won't be able to have decayed brigade because we are again being very aware of what causes a lot of people to congregate and stand still in one area. Mm-hmm. Maybe totally fine. I hope it's totally fine to do by then. But we have to, this time out, this year, we have to err on that side of yeah. caution mm-hmm. because we have to constantly be, it, it's got to remain fluid, right? Yeah. If, 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 you know, suddenly December comes and the mandate is, well, you can't have really any queue areas and you can't, we got to be able to really go with that. Otherwise, it's going to really end up screwing us. Yeah. So I, I think that you will see something that is very reminiscent of Hall of Shadows, but it won't quite be as exciting or as intense as Hollow Shadows. I'm not doing a good job selling that. <laughs> but you know what I'm getting at, right? There's not going to yeah. be, you know, 500 people standing there watching the, the brigade do yeah. their thing. But you'll still get the vibes and the ambiance. Yes, and... you're going to have the ambiance. Probably probably more. Maybe, Because, yeah. I mean, with Christmas lights and spooky, cool Christmas things, and going, that's going to be awesome, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but we won't have, like, the big showstopper type moments or mm-hmm. or the big mazes that you know have 200 people waiting in the queue mm-hmm. for that we're, we're gonna kind of like do our best to steer away from that kind of thing yeah so it'll look like smell like but it won't quite be like like hall of shadows type of thing because we are you know slowly we're, we're dipping our toes at this point right yeah. we gotta dip our toes before we jump back in and you have to be ready to, ready to pivot because we just don't know what's yep, gonna happen exactly so that is i would say that's probably the biggest challenge 
I mean, we can always say, yeah, let's go. Season screamings. <laughs> and we know exactly what to do. We're going to slap down haunts in here. and blah, blah, blah. But what if we do all that? And they say, oh, yeah, but you can't have lines for these things. <laughs> you know, so yeah. we have to, we really have to be forward thinking about yeah. this stuff. And I think that's what we're doing. I mean, we, we're, we're not going in, like I said, this is not our first rodeo. And so we're not going into this blindly. I think we're going to take a, a very smart approach to this, a very uh, cautious, optimistic approach to this. And I think that it's going to be a home run. I, I don't see it being anything other than a home run. Yeah. Well, as strong as the as the production aspect of Midsummer Scream is, and it is very strong, a big part of it, especially from the from the guest standpoint, is being there with fellow guests and enjoying it and having that experience. So even though this is a scaled down event, it's still going to have that that pizzazz that we expect from Midsummer Scream, yeah. and then just getting to be with your friends again, yeah, in I, something, yeah. and you're sharing something like that's. I think the part of COVID, the PTSD thing, a hundred percent. I agree with you there. Yeah. But it's that what we're missing is that sharing of experience. Mm -hmm. And this something like this, I mean, people are going to walk up to that front entrance and they're going to start crying. They're going to break down because this might be, for a lot of people, the first thing that they've done since the lockdown. No, we might start crying. It's going to be emotional. It's going to be a big deal. I think it's going to be a really cool thing. And, you know, anybody listening that's laughing at us saying PTSD, dude, if you've been in a Target or somewhere and you have absolutely heard or paid attention to anybody coughing or sneezing oh around you, God. guess you what? You, you have it. You instantly so, flinch. Yeah. Like, oh my God. I, be, I have really horrible allergies. Yeah. So I'll be in Target and I'll sneeze. And you just know that the everybody within a 500 foot radius is looking at you like you're a fucking zombie. Yeah. You know? It's just, <laughs> it, it's the most horrible feeling in the world. Forget that you now have snot and everything inside your mask. <laughs> But just, the fact that everybody in the like, store is staring at you. Back in the like Middle the Ages where they're like, leper. Dude, that is the worst <laughs> thing. You have it. You know, it's the worst. worst His thing. humors are out of balance. Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> so if you don't think you have it, you have it. Um, no, it's genuine. That's yeah, true. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it's... um. But yeah, I, I think that it's the community. Like everybody says that the favorite thing about Midsummer is the one thing that's not tangible. And that's just the feeling. Yeah. Right? The feeling, the electricity in the area, the, the community. I think that we will have that. And I think it will carry over to season screamings because it is the same community. It's the same family. It's the same community. Mm-hmm. And I think that absolutely we will feel that in Pasadena. Mm-hmm. And there's, yeah, I mean, no matter what Midsummer Scream is to you, because like our perspective is a tad different than, you know, a guest's perspective is very different from your perspective and yours. Like, it's like, whatever it is for you, like, we miss that so much. So this is going to be, it's like, it might not be the same, but it's, it's something, it's something to look forward to. It's something to get ready for. Like the, you know, the haunters and the, and the booth, like people who have to make their products and everything, like. Just being able to prepare for something mm-hmm. to, you know, looking forward to something. It's just like, you know, like, like, it, what is his name? Amon. He's like, it's good to work again. Yeah. It's just like, thank goodness we have something. Yeah, it doesn't it, feel like everything yeah. is so bleak. It's funny because you also think, well, oh, you know, they, they, they do midsummer or whatever every year. And it's an 18 month process. So they could do this in their sleep. It's actually funny because it, 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 we, are a little apprehensive because you do feel rusty at this, even though it's like, we know we got to put this together. It's like, 
Okay, well, let's see. It's it's been a year now. Now it's gonna be. Now it's been two years. Like, what what do we? Oh, that's right. That's what we got to do. We got to do this. It's like we don't have a handbook that we just check off. It's all in our heads, you know, how to yeah. do this stuff. And like we were at lunch the other day and I said, so what do we have? I, we were talking about midsummer layout or, or season screamings layout. And I said, well, what do we have at midsummer? And for a few minutes, we couldn't remember like how wide the aisles were. We we're like, oh, shit, it's been, you know, over a year now, you know, type of thing. Yeah. So we got to go back and look at our notes, you know. But uh, so there is that. There's a little bit of rust that's, that's got to come off. But the good thing is, and there aren't any details to fill in here, so I'm not like letting any black cat out of the bag yet. But as things continue to open here in Southern California, we aren't just focused on, you know, the end of the year, which is season screamings. We do want to do other fun little things under the Midsummer Scream banner. And so as things become available and the world starts to wake up again, uh, we are going to like really start to stretch and, 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 and work our muscles out and get that rust off with, with other little things, hopefully that will lead up to and culminate then with season screamings. And then we hit 2022 running. And before you know it, our fifth anniversary show is going to be here yeah. and it will by far because we have sharpened our pencils again, it'll be the best thing that we've ever done next year mm-hmm. in Long Beach. You know, I'd totally be down for just a, a return to the old school TPA meetup like we used to do at, <laughs> right? at the Tiki Bar. Or Remember at, when at, you used to hang out with your friends? At the chicken dinner restaurant, you know, yeah. you just hang out and get a drink and yeah, just have a good exists, time, man. you know. Yeah, yeah. So I think that all that's on the table. I think that just, you know, whether it's... You know, and this is just me, again, not giving out any details, just me just just thinking off the cuff. Like if we were to say, okay, well, we're going to have a midsummer night at the cauldron, you know, and as I suck the mic down my face, uh, (laughs) you know, know, a a night at the cauldron, you know, (laughs) that would be a really cool thing. And Mm -hmm. and certain people would go, certain people wouldn't go to that because, again, it's a bar, you know, what may not be their thing. But if we do enough of those things leading up to Christmas then I think that does wonders for the brand. It, it, it doesn't mean that we've gone dormant again, mm-hmm. you know? That's what's really scary, too. When you're at the helm of something like Midsummer, you really kind of... And I'm like the least corporate guy in the world. I can't yeah. stand corporate shit. But I, in the past few months, have been so, like, obsessed and worried about, like, our brand. Mm-hmm. Like, keeping our brand afloat and, and, you know, not becoming this just, like, sleeping giant that people kind of forget about mm-hmm. as other events come and go. And it, it's very important to us, I think, to really keep Midsummer front and center with the spotlight on and at all times. Yeah. And so anything that we can do this year that we know will be a quality, whether it's a tiny little event or something like Season Screamings, if it's under our banner, you know it's going to be a fun time and a good time. Yeah. And so that's uh, we're, we're we're looking forward to the, what the year will bring. The hard part with us too, it's like when you have a podcast that's centered around theme parks or haunted attractions yeah. or anything like that, and everything's closed. It's like, yep. how do you come up with content to talk about? Oh, yeah. Or if your job is in the entertainment industry. Yeah. Why well, no? I, mean, I have no idea what you mean. Exactly. Right? Like, well, I have no rough. idea what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. No, it's, it's horrible because, yeah. you know, for many of us that work in, in entertainment, that's been decimated. I mean, I, yeah. my day job is themed entertainment design and my industry is just destroyed. Yeah, and not here in LA, but on a global level, Everywhere. destroyed. It's it, it always to me seemed something that was invincible. Yeah, and, and entertainment's and not going anywhere, since right? March twenty twenty, I've had 
two gigs. Yeah. Good God. In over a year, two gigs. (laughs) Yeah. No, it's it's bad. It's bad. It's, I've been hit. People I know have been hit and just, um, it's just so sad. Yeah. It's so sad because this is something that is history. We are front row center for history that none of us asked for. (laughs) None of us deserved. And uh, here we are. It's and, the uh, it's the one yeah. part that I have found that is wrong with the musical Hamilton, where they're singing about being excited about living through history. Mm. Nope. No. Yeah, mm-hmm. not this time. It, it's not. It wasn't fun. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like yeah, it. Yeah, no. I don't know many people that are like, dude, I wish I could have been around during the plague. Yeah. You know. It's but, like, well, but then you guess wouldn't what? be. Here we are. Yep. So, uh, yeah, it, it, it's one of those things where people will, I mean, I have my, my vaccine card. And I was just telling Nova, I said, you know, this may sound weird, but I'm inclined to get this like framed because one of these days, this will be a really cool piece of history. Mm-hmm. Say, well, well, this is when Rick got anybody, his vaccine and uh, yeah, that was, it's, yeah. it's a weird thing, right? If anybody yeah. has their vaccine card, uh, Staples will laminate it for free. They say you're not supposed to laminate it now. Really? They can damage it. Hmm. There's something in the heat process. Does something weird to the card. So be careful. Doing what that. about the heat list where it's basically like no two idea. pieces of tape, like tape on either side of it? It's cellophane and boogers. I don't I don't know. Oh. I, don't, I don't know what the how they do it. But I know that there's something in the heat process of laminating mm. that kind of right. jacks the cards up. Well, they have so those cards that you that. can you can like laminate at home where it's just like it's a little bigger than a sheet of paper. Yeah. And you like smack them together yeah, like yeah, two yeah. stickers. Yeah. Or just get yourself a nice lanyard. There you go. Oh yeah, like stick it in a pocket. And take, and just, yeah. I always use just do, like shipping before tape. Before you do anything with it, take a, they say take a picture with it. Take, yeah. take a, with your phone, take a good picture mm-hmm. so that you have it in case something happens, you know, to the actual physical card. Welcome Are they to be... Injection One Hundred and One. <laughs> do you on think uh, as these as theme parks and stuff are opening yeah. up, do you think they're going to? At least here in California, where if you only re- allow vaccinated people in your capacity goes up do you think like disneyland and knots will require the cards so they can increase the capacity your covid passport so. no no i don't think so um and we've talked you know we've talked about that obviously being a, a large-scale convention you hear about things like well the airplanes aren't going to let you fly unless you have it and you're not going to be able to do anything unless you show you know some app that shows that you were vaccinated or whatever but you know at, at the end of the day People will fake those things. That's true. Yeah. People. I mean, come if on. You can you fake a social security a, if you number. Get a really elaborate ID that yeah. scans and everything. Like you can't make a Johnson and Johnson vaccine card. I mean, <laughs> with scribble on it with your name. I mean, come yeah. on. Is there a database? There, there, there is probably. probably is. As you say, probably because who knows? But like, the world yeah. we live in, who knows? But like with social security cards, I mean, you don't have to be documented to get a vaccine, so that would imply that you don't need a social security card to get right. a vaccine. So how would they track don't you? Know. you right. Know? Yeah. So it's one of those things. And really, who wants to be the person that checks everybody's freaking car? I mean, it's just mm-hmm. like, uh, no, I, I don't think that's going to happen. I can't see that. It's reminiscent of bad times. And yeah. I, I, and Papers, I, and please. I, and I think Papers, please. You know, <laughs> in, in a lot of the cases when you go into venues, including some of the theme parks, the security is just kind of like the the, the theater of being safe, right? Yeah. Like, oh yeah, we can, right? You you yes. you could have your your card, or you could say, oh, I'm I'm fine. You, they take your temperature check, and I, you could still be carrying the virus and not have any symptoms. Yep. 
So at what point, you know, at what point yeah. is it enough? And you could be know? vaccinated to high heaven, but you touched the wrong door handle. See. And now you're a carrier. So it's I think just... the thing is, if you're really, and, and, and again, this is valid. This isn't saying it's right or wrong. If you're really that concerned, you probably shouldn't be going to the theme park anyway. Right. For your own, for your own of sake. Of course. Right. Yeah. So it's like right now we just had a wonderful dinner before we did this and it was you know dining in or whatever we did we sat outside but i mean there yeah. was places inside and mm-hmm. i've i've already eaten at like three places inside since things have been reopened and i don't have a problem with that i got friends that are like oh no i'm not doing that for money and i totally get that yeah that's yep. fine so it's not one of those things where it's like oh you're a whore i can't believe that you're oh i see you just got your vaccine so now you're mr let's go out and eat every night <laughs> No, that's that's not what I'm. I'm just trying to get back some sort of normalcy in my life. Right? It is really weird the first time you go to a restaurant. It is a little weird. And you're just like, hmm. it, it it is a little weird. Yeah, yeah there is that. Um, but again, if you're not comfortable doing that, well, then I'm not going to dish you about it. But yeah, you're probably not going. Yeah, well, so everyone's it's, it's experiences one of those their own. You know, everyone's got their own background and their own reasons for believing yeah. things. They're going to have their own approach to this. Just yeah. like anything else, absolutely. So, I just, I so yeah, that. no. The, the answer, so the answer to your question, the long answer to your yeah. question is, <laughs> no. I, I think that these parks will open. I think we will see the capacities increase very quickly, because let's face it, these parks are not designed to run on fifteen percent, thirty percent capacity. You have to feed the beast, so it's not feasible for these companies to be running on thirty percent, but even fifty percent capacity. Yeah, because I was talking to the owner of the company that books me a lot of gigs and stuff and Mm -hmm. he was saying there are a lot of music venues that that's going to be the situation because they can't run a show on 15 percent capacity so they can get up to 35 yeah they can at least make very little or break even on these shows uh and so that it so there are some smaller venues like music venues that are going to require vaccination cards at least currently yeah Mm -hmm. I think it'll go away um, but, quick. Yeah. I think that's going to go away quick. And I think that we're going to see capacities increase very quickly, especially if numbers continue to drop. That's mm-hmm. the caveat. Right. Yeah. As long as those numbers continue to drop, I think that all this stuff goes away. And I think that I mean, we, we as human beings have very short memories, right? Yep. Like it's shocking to think that, that 9-11 happened 20 years ago. Yeah. It's right. That's crazy. crazy. For those of us yeah. that were here and lived through that, it's like yesterday still, right? Because it's yeah. obviously a very traumatic life history moment, right? But there's also not one of us that's gone to the airport that has like, oh, fuck, I hate TSA. I hate having to take my <laughs> shoes off. So we yeah. do forget very quickly. Suddenly it becomes, oh, sure, here's my vaccine card. You know, yeah. Thank you for looking out for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Everybody's going to be like, I don't have it. It's yeah. at home in my underwear drawer. Yeah. You didn't tell me I had to bring it. So, I know I don't think that that stuff is going to stick very long at all. You know who won't shove cards into your underwear drawer? The products and services that support this podcast. That's a joke. We don't have any sponsors. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. (laughs) Brought to you by absolutely no one. Brought to you by Season Screamings. There you go. Gunderson Salted Nuts. Yay. So yeah, so that that's that's really the news. That's all the news we had. Bad yeah. news. It was a really weird week for us. It was a very depressing on one hand week, but it's also a very exciting time for us because we are forced by circumstance to really kind of like spread our wings and and see what what we can take on now. 
And the thing that's really, really cool is once we get Midsummer Scream back and we have season screamings is rolling and, and other little events throughout the year become the norm for us. Boy, I mean, 2022 looks to be like a really, really cool year for Midsummer yeah. Scream and, and the community. And it'll be it'll be wonderful. And I, there's nobody that, that can't wait to get back to that point. So as much as I would love to see three, four events under the Midsummer Scream umbrella, yeah. I just imagined what your day runner would look like if you, who already plans 18 months in advance for yeah. Midsummer Scream alone, yeah. now you've got three other events happening. Like, how? That's the, <laughs> I, I think, that's, the, I think, that's the one thing that gives me pause. I think the answer is you would have to part. expand the team. So, well, <laughs> that's really risky, though, because you've got your your core people who know what yeah. they're doing. They know how to work together. Yeah. And yeah. suddenly you've got that's an true. arm of the company. That's yeah, I'm not that it's impossible, but it's just an, it, a challenge. It, it, that's why I say that I, I do take pause. Like when we talk about, well, does season screamings become as big as Midsummer Scream? Yeah. It's nice to have the smaller, like, right, the, the yeah. fun bites. It's nice <laughs> to have the little things that are manageable, you know, We'll call them pocket conventions. There pocket you go. Convention. There pocket convention. Little yeah. pocket well, you think like Midsummer Scream is is you know it's, it's global. The mother come from other countries. Yeah, to come Midsummer to this Scream event. is the mothership. The it's ones, nice to have. No, the, it's like close encounters with the big ass ship and then the little tiny ones flying all around it. <laughs> yeah, that's what we want. That's at least what I think would become very comfortable. So, yeah. what do you think uh, the Halloween season is going to look like? Are we going to have a full scary farm, full horror nights? Do you think they're going to be scaled back a bit? What What are you thinking? I think, and I don't know, because I really, I, I've been so busy dealing with, with my own stuff and with Midsummer stuff and all this. I, I haven't, like, gossiped much or whispered much back channel with anybody. But uh, as far as I know, the parks are really kind of going forward. You have to go forward yeah. at, at full steam at this point. I think, again, as long as the numbers trend the way they're doing now, I think we're looking at a very normal Halloween season. That'd be awesome. Now, when I say normal, I, I mean with things probably never coming back, at least not on a large scale, like the birth canal tunnels. I think yeah. we've seen the last of those. Thank God. I think that we are <laughs> going to not have uh, partitions hanging down anymore that you have to like push, push through, through whether it's the, 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 the burlap mile or the, you know, the, the plastic, overlap the plastic, yep, or, the, yeah. the, the meat market stuff, yeah. right? Uh, yeah, body the, the the rooms with body bags hanging down yeah. that you have to push through. I think all that stuff goes away, uh, at least for now. Mm -hmm. uh, and again, that's going to be one of those things where it, it it'll be interesting. I think that in parts of the world and country where people may not be as concerned with that level of of you know, well, we're not going to do that. Yeah. Um, I think that you will see that stuff slowly come back to a certain degree. Smaller haunts, maybe will do that. But certainly for things like Scary Farm and all that, I think it's probably gone. I, I think yeah. it's probably gone for a long time. Like the buffets. Yeah, we were talking about buffets at dinner. <laughs> I, I think that that's changed too. Like we were talking about Vegas and, and the buffets. And yeah. I think that if the buffets do come back, we're, we're, we are seeing them slowly come back. In some of the resorts, they are either you get your own little portions or you order off of a menu and people bring you the stuff. I think that long gone are the uh, days of Golden Corral where everybody's standing there, you know, the, the mashed potato trough yeah. with one big scoop that everybody touches, right? I think that those days are long gone. I, I really do. Maybe that's not a bad thing, because if you you know if one yeah, if one if one good true. thing has come out of this, I think we're all a hell of a lot cleaner. 
That's, How am I that's supposed to do true. my emotional eating if I can't go to the mashed potato trough? <laughs> well, they can bring it to you. <laughs> but thats I don't want him to see that. <laughs> that right? Then you know there's going to be back, back there laughing like, this girl's asked me for five plates yeah, of mashed yeah, yeah. potatoes. They got what, hashtags. I blame. love mac and yep, cheese. She's okay. on number five. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're all taking bets. How many uh-huh. more is she going to get? <laughs> yep, yep, yep. So I, I think that there are things that we see changed. And I think that there are things that... Uh, We'll come back, but as far as like the haunt stuff, I think it's going to be pretty normal. I really do. I think we're going to see new fun stuff. I mean, like necessity being the mother of invention. I think that something fun and weird is going to happen because they don't have that option. New fun stuff. Delusion just announced they're going to come back this year. They did. They did. Now, I haven't talked to John since this. Um, I have talked to Chris Stafford just a little bit. He's at 13th floor. And uh, wow, what a great marriage. What what an exciting. It's so good. I mean, delusion has been such a a part of the community. And I'm just taking, I'm thinking, I can hear John in the back of my head screaming, we're not a haunt. Mm. Um, (laughs) Yes, you are. Well, you are now, braver. Uh, so, uh, it, it, what a great comeback because, you know, there was a time not too long ago where John was telling people in interviews that doing delusion, like everybody loved and expected was just too hard now. Yeah. And that he thought that those days were over. And it was very sad to hear that, you know, yeah. understandable, mm-hmm. very sad. But now that they have this new direction and they've got this partnership line with 13th floor, and John says they're returning to their horror roots and all that stuff. Which is great. Dude, I that, think that's going to be one of the hottest tickets this year. That first year when they were in that mansion yep. was amazing. Yep. So. I remember. I remember. I was there for the dress rehearsal night. Yeah. Uh, it was, there were there were two media sites that were invited. It was, uh, it was Theme Park Adventure and, and, and I think the other was, I want to say it was Creepy LA and it was, it was, it was yeah. David. And so... It was just one of those things where just mind blowing. And again, it became if you if you haven't seen Delusion, you're going to this year, and it's fantastic. Yeah. But it really is next level. It's fantastic. So that is just that blip on the radar. Mm-hmm. I think is a really good sign of of things to come for yeah. this October. Yeah, I agree. So you had mentioned earlier about. Um, about uh horror nights being shopped around for like a supportive like a, a, an out, outside company as the producer of the event what's going on with that oh i have I've, i have no idea it's just rumors that i heard i know someone that had an interview with reuniversal and about horror nights and so the only little bit i gleaned was from what he told me um i know that they announced that john murdy's not part of it anymore well, doesn't he live John in Ireland? Just, so th- that was the thing. So John said that he had been furloughed. Yeah. He talked about it on Twitter. But just recently, I want to say in the like, what, the last maybe three weeks, I read something. He said that he had been hired back on. Oh, really? And so now he's been there deep in planning already or something wow. like that. Wow. So Interesting. Go to Murdy's Twitter account. <laughs> read everything that he has said. Yeah. Um, that's good. I, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking, and, and I don't know. So maybe they're just... Building up the team knows, back. Man. Yeah, I don't maybe know. Maybe some people that were let go didn't want to come back or something. I don't know. Maybe it was an opportunity to purge, you know? Just that could be fresh, too. Get some fresh eyes in there. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people are available because they're not working yeah. anywhere else. Yeah. Well, it's an interesting time, and it's going to be interesting to see, because obviously these companies have taken a hit financially, so it's going to be interesting to see what kind of budget they spend on Halloween this mm-hmm. year and how they go about creating yeah. that Halloween event. So, uh, yeah, I think all eyes will be on that if we're nerdy enough, right? Mm-hmm. We really care. 
most people, let's face it, most people don't give a shit. Yeah. They just want to go <laughs> have, have a good fun. time at Not Scary Farm, have a good time at Horror Nights. Yeah. They don't care. But for those of us that want to see how the sausage is made, yeah. Yeah. it's going to be pretty interesting to see what COVID has done to, to that end of it. So Yeah. And just yeah. like, I mean, maybe Scary Farm will be the best metric because they always reuse a bunch of mazes. So we'll hopefully have some kind of memory from the way back of what these mazes looked like and see what kind of changes they've made to them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, during the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be interesting. I mean, it, I could imagine they'll probably be more cognizant of um, grouping small batches and, and dispatching people mm -hmm. at intervals and capacity yeah. in, in general, take out anything that causes a backup in the yeah. maze, uh, stress to your actors and everybody scare forward. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, inevitable, inevitable conga lines happen because people stop to look at something or they get scared by something. Sure. There's sure. no way you're going to really eradicate that. But I think we'll see. I think we'll see a little, maybe longer lines because they are spacing out the dispatches a little bit more. And, mm -hmm. you know, it's going to be interesting. And it, it's a learning curve. And everybody yeah. needs to remember yeah. that. And remember this Halloween, be patient with haunters, be patient with everybody. This is all brand new territory to all of us. And yeah. to all the haunters, I can say with working with Larry and Into the Black and all this stuff, for the independent haunters out there, you need to be really patient because it's a whole new way that cities and, and planning commissions are looking at these things. And yeah. they may change their mind six or seven times on something. And so you just need to be ready to roll with those punches and because and, they'll, they'll come. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and be ready for yeah, anything and be, be documented be fully yeah. have all of your ducks in a row because you never know what they're going to ask for like they're they're essentially reinventing the wheel too yeah yeah i think everybody it would behoove everybody to go into this season and the rest of this year whether you're an event producer um a haunt designer whatever a home author even yes you're a haunt designer too but you know what i mean yeah, yeah. large scale versus home um with a plan A, B, and C. Yeah. I, I really think that that would behoove everybody to have multiple plans so that you're not like cut off at the knees and suddenly completely screwed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That you can quickly go, okay, well, then fine. We'll just do plan B and you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But I think that you do have to really step back and, and think about the entire picture rather than, oh, yeah, it's going to be great. I'm doing it. You do mm -hmm. need to really step back and say, Okay, but if I can't do that, well, then I can still do this. And if I can't do these things, well, we can still do this. That's, I think, going to be the best course to set for yourself. I just thought of something. What? You know that there's haunt crud, right? Like you get sick every yep. every haunt season? That, yeah. Do you think that the, the intensely scrutinized precautions and protocols that are going to be in place in order for these events to happen, do you think that haunt crud will skip a year? It might. As I mean, be, we yeah. didn't get sick at all this year because we didn't leave the house. And when we did, we had a mask on. Yeah. We like maybe that's just it. the way to roll. We were just talking yeah. about this. How long has it been since we've been sick? Two years. Yeah. Right? yeah. Like two years. Like that's kind of rad. Right. I mean, and at what, ex what, what cost? But like we haven't been sick. That's nice. Yeah. yeah. Well, and the crazy aside from thing, eating too much and getting sick. The crazy <laughs> thing is listening to, because I'm, I'm always like so behind in my, in my podcast listening, but like at the beginning of all this, like I'm. I'm I'm generally um you know maybe a little bit less than a year behind in my in my podcast stuff. So you hear all these people talking about their Halloween season in 2019, and oh yeah, boy the haunt crud was really bad this year. I got really really sick, like worse than I've ever been. 
And I said, like, my, oh my God. Right. And you're thinking to yourself, well, it was probably COVID. You probably yeah. had COVID. Well, I mean, we've all gotten coronavirus, like not COVID-19, right. but we've, you know, all of us have had coronavirus. Yeah. It's been around for ages. It's just, you know, the different mutations and, and yeah. things that's this one particularly, you know. But when I did, did hear, it well. and, I, and, and I heard it was, and I forget exactly what the specific podcast was, but somebody was going on about how they got really sick and that other people got really sick at the haunt. Mm. And I thought, Jesus, they probably had COVID. Yeah. Yeah. And so it just, it's crazy, right? So, but I do think, and that's another thing that I think is really good that comes from this. I think that everybody in general is a lot more cleaner, right? I, people are like, really like, did you wash your hands? Did you wash your hands? Mm-hmm. Do you have hand sanitizer? You know, mm-hmm. type of thing. And I think that that's not a bad thing. Yeah. It's great, you know? So, uh, if you're going to be neurotic, it yeah. might as well be, you know, use your powers for good. That's right. So I think that that's <laughs> another plus is that, uh, I, maybe we will see a little less people, you know, being sick and just maybe this does do a number to like the flu season and, and a lot of colds around haunts and conventions yeah. and things like that. How That'd do you think great. they're going to, um, like like disinfect stuff. Are they going to do the stuff like where they they put the the antimicrobial stuff in the in the fog or like if you were like res- responsible for disinfecting your place, like what what would that mean? So I don't think it happens. And what I'm thinking, I don't like is, that answer. <laughs> no, I don't think it happens because I, I can tell you right now, the few projects that I have been on in my day job designing things for parks or whatever around the world um everybody agrees and if they don't do it live and in person in front of everybody they're certainly doing it behind closed doors those precautions they're not feasible yeah these attractions aren't you're not going to stop the haunted mansion every three doom buggies to wipe them down and then start the ride back It'd be up like a again. three hour ride that's just it's not going to happen <laughs> What if every three doom buggies, someone just sits in it and then disinfects it while they're sitting in it? Well, then you've lost. You reduce capa- capacity, but the park's capacity. already at reduced and capacity. Your, line, your line's already longer. You know, yeah, so it's know. like, it's it's just not going to be. That's just not going to be the norm. Yeah. These parks are designed and built to be people eaters mm-hmm. and people movers. These attractions, that's the way it's going to go back to being. Well, the because ones, you can't yeah. feed the beast unless you do it. That the way. one yeah. good thing that they could do on Haunted Mansion is they have the tunnel between the exit. And mm-hmm. the on-ramp. You can do the pss. Well, no, they have those UV lights oh, yeah. that destroy the viruses. Just make it a giant UV tunnel that they ride through. I if think, anyone's got the money for it. I think you can yeah. do that um, now as long as... And can you can you pass through that as a human? Because, Good question. I don't know. Because folks that are disabled, <laughs> they ride right through that, yeah. right back to the load area. Yeah. So there's <laughs> They're that. disinfected. Yeah. They'll be disinfected They're as well. They're going to be the cleanest people at the park. <laughs> They'll also grow a third arm. That's right. <laughs> You're not just taking a Mickey plush home. You're taking a brand new limb. Uh, Possibly a couple tumors. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, no, I mean, the the ugly truth of that is it's not sustainable. Yeah. So, no, I I think that people are going to be very clean this year. They'll be pretty clean next year. But three years out, I don't think that people are going to really be going out of their way to really disinfect between groups. Mm-hmm. That's I why I was thinking that happening. buffets were coming back. I, I don't know why we keep talking about food, but like, because you know, people are dumb. We forget. And you know, yeah. who knows in 20 years. Very short. Yeah. Yeah. Very I mean, short. I know it's designed that way so that we don't, you know, continuously traumatize ourselves as humans, but yeah. I just, I just don't see it lasting for a really I long time. I think it's on people like, right. So 
I think that I'm at least when I go to Vegas, which is as often as I can, <laughs> you know, I, I by choice, like we, we clean our hands all the time. We're either in the bathroom washing our hands or, you know, I'll play video poker or whatever for a little while or definitely every other slot machine. We're doing the hand sanitizer already. Mm -hmm. Right. And so especially from in my past working in a casino, seeing who's playing these machines and what they're doing <laughs> in these machines. You bet your ass I'm washing my hands and all that. <laughs> yeah. That's a but good point. I think that it's up to you. It's it's up to you to maintain your own cleanliness. Yeah. Right. It shouldn't fall on the shoulders of haunters or whatever to make sure that they're in there sanitizing everything so that you don't get sick. Mm -hmm. I think there does come a point where it's like, no, it's kind of on you, dude. It's you, both. You've got yeah. to really use your hand sanitizer. Don't run your fingers along the walls and then, you know, jam them in your mouth. I mean, there's a certain part of you got to own it. Yeah. I have so many doorknobs to lick. You, yeah. You, you so many <laughs> Q areas to lick. But I just, no, I, I think that the really at the end of the day, it's going to be up to us. We're all grownups. And if we have little ones with us, it's up to us to tell the little ones, no, here, you're going to wash your hands. Don't touch things like that. Yeah. Because otherwise it's just, it'll never get back to normal. Yeah. And we want it to be normal, but it will be normal. I think it's going to be normal with the asterisk of, but well, we ain't doing that anymore. Right. I think yeah. it's, we're going to do this, we're going to do this, but we're also washing our hands much more. We're also disinfecting our hands every time we get off the ride at Disneyland. I think there are going to be things. And again, it's back to that whole learning slash PTSD. There's a very fine line, right? Yeah. I think that there, that that is something that I do think goes forward for a long time. Is, I think uh, so. Uh, yeah. Don't 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 you touch your face. Wash your hands right now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Everybody everybody have their hand sanitizer. I think that's going to be a norm. I think that is the new norm. We used to say like someone going around with hand sanitizer that they were like being a Karen. Like I was thinking about it like when I was a kid. I was told and it was encouraged to get dirty because, you know, whatever, you know, diseases, whatever you caught kind of like built up your immune system. Yep. I don't even know. I don't know if that's true. I like to think that it was, but like I almost, I wouldn't use hand sanitizer as much because I thought that I was bulking up my own immunity by exposing, mm. being exposed to different yeah. things. And I don't know how right or wrong. It's just what I thought. And now it's like, I mean, yeah, okay, but like, how many bullets have we dodged by doing that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, by just being like, and like, I bite my nails, and because of this, like, I don't, I haven't chewed them off. Yeah, you know, it's just like a, yeah, yeah, it's very yeah. anxiety-inducing to be to have like where you need to chew on something and not being able to to touch your face or chew on your nails. Yeah, and like, I know that's a very small pop bit of the population. But there is this very severe anxiety related to not being able to chew on your fingers. It sounds gross, but it's true. And That's why like, all the pets are looking at you going, don't even think about it. Yep. <laughs> and they just tuck their paws under. They're like, don't, you, don't, don't chew on my feet. Don't you even think about it. No, like you I find know. ways around it. But like, <laughs> it's, it's like those weird little things. Like our lives are forever changed in like these little minute yeah. corrections yeah. that we've Absolutely. made. Absolutely. So oh, like I saying, don't yeah. know if I feel the same way about like just like going and playing in the dirt and just like letting that exist. Yeah. Going and getting a grilled cheese sandwich, like, oh no, I'm definitely washing my hands now. Like, you just don't know yeah, what's in we, there. we joke about it and we've talked about it, but it's true. I yeah. was just yesterday or the day before I was at Target and I got onto an escalator and I thought, you know what? I'm not gonna I touch am that. never touching these railings again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. And we didn't think like that. No. It was always, you know, just get no. on there and you just lean up on the, you know, the armrest or you know, whatever. No. We it, were it's invincible. A weird, it's a weird thing now because yeah. you are very aware now yeah. of these things. It's like germ theory to the extreme. Yep. I think so. So, But I do think know, it'll kind of course correct over time. I, like, well, to a point, I think. Yeah. I mean, point. I'm I'm really interested on the, like the sociological level to see what this turns into. Of course, you know we do know about like you know the PTSD, the interruption yeah. in children development because they can't have those social interactions anymore. These are real things, but yeah. like mm-hmm. it's all those other things that haven't presented themselves yet. Like what's going to happen twenty years down the line to all of us and our psyche, and like how we age, how we cope with other people, how we cope with trauma. I mean, it's got to be clinically fascinating. Yeah. No, it, it's interesting, and, and like we've said, this is history that we're all living through. Mm-hmm. You know, our ancestors will read about this in, you know, history books. There will be documentaries about yeah. the pandemic of, mm-hmm. of 2020. I mean, that's crazy to think it's, about that. Yeah. But forever, that is, you know, the, the, the pandemic. But going back to Hamilton, how you're like, it's not fun to be, you know, living through history. It's like, look around at how lucky we are to be alive right now. We're not going to be in the history books as someone who didn't make it. Yeah. We are so fucking lucky. Yeah. Yeah. That this did not affect us in that way. We know people who have lost very, very dear humans to them. Oh, yeah. And like, we're, we're so lucky that we can talk about haunt. We've lost people. (laughs) We've lost people close to us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just like. Yeah, one of my coworkers, co-workers survived, but he was in a coma for three months. So that's just no joke, man. Yeah. That is just it's, that and is he's the a saddest young thing. Person. And he was a young guy, yeah. That's horrifying. He was so, like 30, yeah, yeah, 32, yeah. 33. But it's that kind of trauma, that that extreme experience that the the wound will probably always be there. And I think that our like as we as we get older will be a little different. But in you know, in the nineteen twenties they lost a lot of people too, you know, and, and other, you know, not naturally occurring, you know, catastrophes have lost a lot of people too. And it just seems that people just go back. Yeah. They go back to the way that they were. Yeah. yeah. And, you know. But it, is it going to be a, a generational thing? Like my grandparents, you know, they went through the depression. Yeah. And they kept that mindset their they entire life. They like kept banana peels in case you got And then my, my parents had sort of a mindset in the same. And then us kids are kind of like, whatever. Well, yeah, you know? like the next generation. Yeah. So is it going to be a the, few yeah. generations before it fully is like a different thing, you know? Where you've got mm-hmm. like, you know, like people who refuse to wear shoes because they want to be grounded with the earth so that they don't become like, you know, weak like their constitution doesn't get weak <laughs> there's gonna that's the kind of shit i'm talking about like who knows what the yeah. other side of this coin is yeah yeah it's just it's fascinating yeah it's pretty pretty intense mm-hmm. so but uh so there was another thing i want to talk about yeah. because i haven't heard anything about dark harbor and i know that <gasps> queen mary is going through a whole thing with tax yeah. issues and it went back to the city so the people that were running it the boat are no longer running the boat is there any hope of Dark Harbor coming back? Or I don't know, but I, I, I sure know that Steve and Charity and the team at Epic Entertainment, they, uh, they're ready to go. I mean, they, yeah. they, they, you know, they obviously are aware that we canceled Midsummer, and I've been in touch with all the theme parks and, and our great friends and partners there, and everybody has felt horrible and been very supportive with Midsummer about this. And uh, I think everybody is kind of in this tentative holding pattern right? yeah like they want to go they're raring to go 
but sometimes like we've learned there are just things that are out of our hands mm -hmm. you yep. know so knock on wood hopefully dark harbor will return yeah um i certainly haven't heard anybody from the top on down saying no not gonna happen this year Okay, cool. so I, I but we think, haven't heard anything you know, every, at all. Yeah. yeah, it's just been radio silence. I yeah. think that everybody's kind of in a wait and see mode. Yeah. I mean, has right? Knott's even said anything? No. No, I don't I think like anybody officially, has. Like officially, you know? Like, yeah. yeah, no. I think there's there's stuff that we see that's under construction already. Yeah. And we know that there was stuff that was finished last year that was ready to go. So I know that these parks want to do it because obviously Halloween events are big money makers. Mm -hmm. So this would be the year to get some mm -hmm. of that coin coming this way, you know, back into the yeah. coffers. So I think that everybody is obviously very hopeful and very enthusiastic and uh, probably at the same time shitting bricks that something's going to happen where they don't get to do it again. Do you so. think uh, if they have to do the Halloween events at reduced capacity, if we'll yeah. see extensions like through November or... Or starting earlier. Or starting could earlier. Be. Sure, help. could be, right? I yeah. mean, I think that everything's on the table at that point. Yeah. I, I sure why not? I, I, I think that we'd see it early, right? Like, yeah, I know that Mickey's Halloween party or whatever they call it in Florida, that shit starts like in the summer. Yeah, yeah, it's I crazy. Mean, Florida like starts Halloween so it's like August, early. like the last week of August. They're like, guess what? Halloween time. Yeah, it's like <laughs> why not? Life is Piccolo Pete. Are you wearing your Halloween costume? You know, Fourth <laughs> of July. What? But uh, I, I think that uh, no, I, I think that if that is going to be the case, or that looks like it could be the case. It wouldn't surprise me at all for like a universal or not to say, okay, well, first weekend in September is our first, you know. Yeah, because they know there's going to be a demand for it. Uh, yeah. I could so. also see them not backing up from that too, like using that as like the catalyst. Because I know Universal kind of starts early and earlier. They're like two weeks they ahead of like the middle Farm. of September. And then yeah. they, they extend the end like into the third week of November sometimes. Yeah, it went long. <laughs> yeah, yes. so it's almost like, mm, looking at you scary farm your move like what yeah. are you gonna do? Yeah. although there is kind of a novelty to like okay seven weeks eight weeks it doesn't make it a rare thing yeah. but like you know having fewer opportunities that whole supply and demand thing but yeah i mean this would be a good opportunity for them to start you know opening those you know those sales earlier they could yeah they could and i think that they would sell out yeah, so, I think they would too. Uh, yeah. Especially I, I, at, at limited capacity. At this capacity. point, nothing surprises me, right? Yeah. If they said we're going to start September 1, wouldn't surprise me in the least. We know tons of people who would be there that, you know, yep. get there four hours early just to see Now, it. the question was Scary Farm. When we were talking about this, I was wondering about this. I wonder if they're going to sell the hunt passes this year. I, I don't think too. so. Right? I, I kind of feel like they won't. I, I think. For capacity's sake. Yeah, yeah. I think that they that's the going to maybe take a little break, you know? Yeah. So, uh, but I that's think that they would understand too, to yeah. See. yeah, because that's been so successful for them. And and please, I mean, who hasn't bought a haunt pass? It's so good just to like drop in for the last two hours of the night mm -hmm. just to hang out either in ghost town or to hit one or two mazes and say hi to your friends. Oh my god, we love that, right? That's <laughs> yeah. the yeah. best thing ever. I bet we're not gonna, I and I don't know, and I it would be great to be wrong, I, but I don't know that we're gonna. I don't know that we're going to get that this year. Mm -hmm. On that, on those lines, what about like the the discount tickets that you get from Burger King? I mean, I don't see yeah, them giving up know. any money. Yeah. Honestly, and you got to wonder if these things are reduced capacity at all, which I hope and I don't think they will really be. But if they are, hey, I would imagine that we could all expect to see prices increased by five or ten dollars. I think so. Tickets, yeah. right? Because yeah. these companies 
they're going to be determined to make that money by hook or crook, right? They're, mm-hmm. they're going to be like, mm-hmm. well, then we need to make X amount of money, X amount of tickets. This has got to be the price point. And they know yeah. their, their audience they'll, they'll is desperate. Sell. Well, the people won't even blink, yeah. right? They'll, they'll pay. They'll plunk down and that'll be it. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that uh, we're good. that'll be very interesting to see, right? Yeah. It's all going to be very interesting. Do you think that staffing will decrease since you can't so. have like multiple monsters in a room? I don't or... think so because I think that by then we will be able to. Yeah, yeah, I do. I I don't know how many monsters are going to be right up in your face anymore, Mm -hmm. because I think that maybe is something that also people are going to be like, Mm. "Dude, you're a little too close." That's I'm not really comfortable with that. I think maybe that changes a little bit too, Uh, you know. And we all love watching people have four monsters huddled around people in their ears, whispering and saying things. I don't know if that. that's going to be allowed anymore. Yeah. I really do. At least not on the corporate parks, right? Yeah. At, at different haunts that are smaller attractions or whatever, probably sky's the limit still. But I think that it's going to be a little bit of a pause when it comes to people's personal space now. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think we will see those little changes. If we're looking for them, we will see them. Yeah. Again, Joe Blow that's there with his date. He's not going to notice this stuff. No, he can still look tough for his but girlfriend. We're going to walk through the park and we're going to notice, oh... Did you see him pull up from that slide a little bit further from the guests this time? Or, yeah. oh, that monster's not like menacing them or chasing them or getting all in their face while they're crying. Mm-hmm. I think we are going to see. It'll be like rainy, like rainy day rules. Maybe yep, one or exactly. two additional thunder yeah. jugs out there. Exactly. I, I think that, yeah, you're, you are going to see rainy day rules. Yeah. I think that that is probably to be expected too. I think that sliding should still be a part of it though. Oh yeah. Because it's that sound and you can scare somebody from across the, oh, yeah. You yeah. Know, and the park. When I say pull up early, I mean, I, they're just like not coming right up on their body. They're yeah. You're looking stop. at like three or four feet yeah, away. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's still mm-hmm. totally doable. And the in and out scare, like, you know, there are, you know, different styles for different monsters. Some people like to linger and some people just like to get in and out and go. Yep. I think that the, the, the get in and out is going to be more popular too. Yep. Keeping things moving, circulating. Yeah. I think that people are probably going to be telling their teams, yeah, don't don't hang around and menace people. Just mm-hmm. don't get up in their mm-hmm. business. It's not worth it because like mo- some guests are already assholes and want to spit at monsters. Now that it's a weapon, they're really <laughs> going to want to spit in your face. So yes. just, just get out of there. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I think we will see. We're going to see little changes, but you know what? God willing, I think that we're going to see a pretty normal Halloween season. I sure hope so. That yeah. is intensely yeah. optimistic, and I, I really love it. Me too. I hope so, man. Because this time <laughs> last year, we were talking about how shitty Halloween probably was going to be. And we, and were, we were right. right. But uh, I, I, I do. I feel very different this year. I feel like we do see the light at the end of the tunnel coming. And unfortunately, it's not fast enough for Midsummer Scream. But uh, I do think that the big prize, Halloween season, I think that that's going to be pretty legit this year. I do. Yeah. So as we're closing out, Season Screams, December 17th and 19th. 17th, 18th, 19th? Yes. 17th, 18th, 19th. Three days, Pasadena Convention Center. Yes, sir. Follow Midsummer Scream on Instagram Midsummer and Facebook for to let you know when yeah. tickets go on sale. Yep. Uh, do you have anything else? Um, no, nothing fun's happening. Just like stuff that has nothing to do with <laughs> Halloween or anything. All right. <laughs> I mean, we got you know we got fun stuff going on. Yeah. Not that it has anything to do with Halloween. So <laughs> we'll save it when it's just the two of us and we just need to record. <laughs> there you go. Uh, as you can follow Veronica on Instagram at uh, Veronica Voices or Stunt Soundy. 
Pick whichever one you like. Yep. And you can follow us uh, at Tales from the Fog on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, all those fun things. There you go. And uh, until next time, guys, we'll see you in the fog. Bye, guys. Hopefully this Halloween. We'll see you at Christmas time. Happy Christmas. Yay. (laughs) We recorded a thing.